Okay, Fear the Walking Dead. Here we are, Walkers and Talkers, episode 60. I'm David Brody from Elsewhere in the Morning Show. That's Jamie. At least I assume that's Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Woo, hi, episode 60. This is awesome. Yes, it is awesome. Now, the reason I said I assume that's Jamie, one, I recognize <laughs> her voice because she's famous. Uh, but two, I'm in the uh, home car studio on a Bluetooth. So I know you're going to say you sounded terrible, you sounded like crap. I already know that. I sound like crap. Well, you sound pretty no, good, though. I hear you in the car studio, you know. <laughs> yeah, in the car studio. <laughs> uh, brought, to, brought to you by Dodge. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not a sponsor. Not a sponsor yet. Um, and so the alternative was having no podcast this week. So um, I'm on vacation. Jamie is not. And so I'm working from home because I love the podcast and I love the people who listen to the podcast. So we wanted to get it done. Yes. Um, when Jamie goes on vacation, I get a, a substitute because Jamie refuses to do the podcast. Right, Jamie? <laughs> no. <laughs> I could call in from my, my car office brought to you by Nissan. <laughs> oh, nice. Very nice. All right. Let's talk about some dead people. Okay. Uh, the episode, Burning in Water, Drowning in Flame. Um, I thought initially that that was about the house burning that we saw in the, in the uh, previews, but it's not. It's about Jake trying to get laid. We'll talk about that later. Uh, the episode starts with the old couple we saw dancing last week. Oh. Uh, Russell wakes up. He's alone in bed. He lights a lantern because electricity is not the thing out there. And he sees his wife, Martha, staring at a wall. Now, this is a little weird to me. She turns around and she's a walker. They actually uh, never showed us what happened to her. Like, when did this happen? Unless she I died. She died of old age. That's what I thought. I thought she probably just died because uh, she's older, and then she just turned. Right, but if she died laying down on the floor, I don't know if we've seen a walker get up off the floor. No, we ha- and, not that I've seen. And if she's died standing up, right, she would have fallen. So was she in a chair at the kitchen table? Like, I don't know how she ended up standing. Uh, they never will, sh- they never did show us. And why she was facing the wall, because immediately she would have smelled him. Yeah. And you, he just woke up the second she became a walker? Or yeah, she didn't could, turn around until she heard him? I guess maybe because he was sleeping and he was so quiet, the the she, the walker, wasn't really aware. And then, you know, when he spoke, that's when she turned around. Maybe. Maybe we're overanalyzing it, but that's what we do. We're overanalyzing a TV show. So that's our job. Yeah. It was really sad, though. <laughs> now, when he sees that she's a walker and he stands up and he says, my love, did you think he loved her so much he was going to let her bite him? Yes. So that they yes. could be dead together? I thought, well, that's stupid. I, I thought immediately that he was going to let her just bite his neck off. And then you saw she didn't have her teeth in. Right. It, her dentures were on the knife oh. thing. And so she was basically nubbing his neck. But my point was, look, I understand you love each other and it's romantic and you don't want to live without her. But maybe there's a better way to handle it. If, he, if she had bitten his neck and ripped his neck out, then she would have killed other people. Yes. I think, I think you kill her and then if you want to kill yourself, that's your issue. And then at um, first I thought he was just going to kill himself and not her. And I thought, oh, my God, you're just going to leave her as a walker and then, like, kill yourself. And then I realized what he was doing. Right. Now, I thought for, for Fear the Walking Dead, I think that was such an original thing because The Walking Dead's been seven seasons and nobody's had been an old person with dentures. No, with no that's, that's true. Now, I suppose she could have ripped him apart with her hands. The next thing was pretty funny. It was She was like gumming him to death. They really don't have a plan for the elderly dying in their sleep. Yeah, like, people have died in their sleep, but you'd think the elderly are more likely to do that 
you'd think Russell, the two of them would have been, I don't know, had a plan. I guess the plan was to, to kill himself. I don't know. But that's going to happen more and more often. Yeah, because if they survive and they're getting older, that'll happen. But it was a really, I thought it was very original, like you said, and it was, I actually teared up a little bit. It was sad because he loved her so much. It was sad, but um, we didn't know them, so it wasn't as sad as it could have been. True. But it sort of, it sort of, it sort of reminded me of the old couple on the Titanic when they hug each other in bed and the water comes in. Spoiler. Oh, spoiler. (laughs) And rather than try to escape, they just they just spoon or whatever in the bed and then they they drown together. Oh, yeah. Reminded me. It reminded me of that. All right. Anyway, uh, the the lantern gets knocked over when he shoots himself and her in the head, and the house catches on fire. We saw this in the coming attractions, and everybody's waking up to run and go put out the fire, and somebody says, where's Alicia? And they said she's a Bible study, which, you know, quote-unquote Bible study. Yeah, Bible study. No, she's boozing it up or smoking pot or whatever. Yeah. Um, they, they, they can't put the fire out. Jeremiah says, let it burn. They're gone. Save the water. Which I guess is a priority, you know, you have to save the water. If it's, they're in that house, they're dead. It seemed cold, but, you know, at that point, we all knew they were gone. He made the right decision. He absolutely did. Um, then we see the militia getting ready to leave to go on the uh, uh, on the search for the missing people. Um, Madison's loading up, and uh, a soldier named Coop, uh, who's uh, a stunt guy in real life uh, with a beard, um, he starts talking trash to Madison, saying, you know, like, you should be scared, you don't know what's out there, are you going to be okay? And Madison says... I survived out there with no guns. I know it's out there and how to handle myself. I don't need your guns. You know, badass Madison. Yeah. Oh, you know, hashtag badass Madison. She <laughs> kind of you know, spits in his face. Like, I don't need you. You're the one who needs the bow and arrow and the he gun. He's like, hey, sweetheart. I'm like, oh, no, you're saying that to the wrong lady. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're, we're in the uh, cafeteria or the cantina. Uh, Jake sees Alicia, and he says uh, he, he clearly knows she wasn't studying Bible because he's asking her Bible quotes. She has no clue. Um, she drops her coffee because her hands are shaking, and, you know, you could tell she's hungover or, you know, partially wasted. Yeah. Um, and then good old Gordon comes by and says, asks if she wants more to drink, little hair of the dog, and she says no, you know, like she's done with it. Am I the only one that thinks Gretchen is a little weird? Well, she's definitely weird. I mean, her father's weird. She's weird. They live in a weird place. Well, that's true. Um, <laughs> she's just so odd. But she's clearly like uh, the stoner of the bunch. Like, oh, come on, she's wasted again. I mean, I guess if you're in a zombie apocalypse, but you can't go play video games. So. Yeah, that's true. She's used to it. Alicia's like, no, I'm good. Uh, Nick brings uh, Luciana breakfast, a real breakfast, and uh, she reminds him she wants to leave. She wants to go to Mexicali where she thinks she has friends, and Nick tells her that, uh, you know, who knows where her friends are, and uh, and she says to Nick, you're afraid to leave your family, and he says, no, I'm not. I'll definitely leave with you. So, he, you know, he's like, no, I don't care about my family. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll leave with you. Yeah. Which is, you know, you know it, was, it was bull at that point. He's, he's not... like, it, 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 it's a TV show. He's going to stay with his mother and his sister. He already lost them once. He seems to be getting a little more grounded. All right, so stranded Daniel are in the Jaguar. Uh, there's walkers crossing the road it's like a like a train crossing yep and daniel daniel's got his automatic weapon he wants to kill them all and uh strand says no let's wait till they leave because strand doesn't want to damage the car and daniel says i'm gonna damage you if you don't move hashtag badass daniel <laughs> uh every time strand doesn't want to drive during this episode daniel just looks at the most drive so he's clearly the boss i mean he has the gun but he's also oh, you know totally he's daniel um they're going to the hotel for ophelia uh, and the plan is to then go back to the dam to protect Lola, because Strand, Strand's like, you know what, Lola's going to be uh, left to the wolves when they come to the water, which I thought was a nice little nod with the wolves to the walking dead. Yep. 
um, you know, or attacked by the wolves. And uh, Strand says, you better be prepared that Ophelia left the hotel. Yeah, because he knows she left the hotel. Now he's trying to act like, uh, you know, she may have left the hotel when I was gone. Oh, Daniel um, is so not believing him. <laughs> the guy's a master interrogator. He knows the guy's full of crap. Yeah. Um, and then Daniel says to him, that's not what you said. You said she was waiting for me. Uh, and Strand says, you know, it's been a few days. I, I don't know. So Daniel says, and I'll ask Madison or Alicia where she's gone, unless you think they're gone, too. And he's like, Which, no, 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 uh, 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 I'm sure that they're there. Yeah, he says, I trust that they're there, but, you know, it's the apocalypse, so you never know. So Daniel says, drive through them. And, uh, of course, he drives right through them uh, and gets Walker guts all over his Jaguar. Oh, oh poor well. Strand. So uh, following up the previous conversation, Alicia goes to Jake's room, and she starts rambling about her life, not being normal again, and, uh, you know, what does it all mean? And then she kisses Jake because that's what you do when you got a hot guy in the apocalypse. <laughs> and then uh, they uh, hashtag have auto sex. Ship him on a sh- farm. <laughs> Ship him on the farm. Do you farm him on the farm? Farm him on the farm. <laughs> hashtag farm him on the farm. <laughs> or did she ranch him? I think she ranched him in the ranch. Ranched him in the ranch. Oh my now, god. Now depending on what they depending on what they did, it is broke jaw ranch. So who knows what she did? Oh god. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Um, all right, so uh, well, now we're with the militia and Madison and Troy out on the road. Troy sees a prison bus flipped over, surrounded by walkers, and he wants to take them out. So he tells his men on the walkies, let's do it, and uh, let's get these guys. Let's, let's clear them out. And Troy's men are like, let's not. Let's just keep moving. And he's like, no, I want to do it. It'll be good practice. Let's do this. And Madison, still playing Troy, says, I'm with Troy. Let's, let's do this. Playing him so, like a violin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... They run down, and uh, there's, I don't know, about a dozen walkers in orange jumpsuits. And Troy goes on a killing rampage. It looks like just one to the other. Bam, 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 stabbing, killing, hacking. It sort of reminded me of Abraham at the construction site. Mm-hmm. When he went crazy on a bunch of walkers. Um, that's what Troy reminds me of, like a military guy who's doing it because it's fun. He, he was totally getting off on it. He's, afterward, he's like, oh, that was great. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, and that's again. That's sort of the way Abraham was. He really yeah. enjoyed it. And, I, and I, I said I thought we needed some badass people on the show, as far as with weapons and craziness and. Troy's and definitely so, cray. Look, we know the ranch is going to fall like the prison at some point. Yep. Because I think we've already seen who the governor is in this in this TV show. Uh, we'll get to him later. Um, but some of these people are going to end up leaving with Madison and Nick and Alicia and becoming part of the show. So. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about Troy. Um, maybe he goes down in a blaze of glory, but at least for now, he, he's, he's useful. And Madison was super badass killing those walkers, and then that guy was like, oh, I guess I was wrong about you. She's tough. Yeah, but, but she made a mistake that um, Rosita was teaching the uh, survivors at Alexandria about not directly stabbing someone with an axe because it can get stuck. Yes. And so... Her axe got stuck in the neck of a walker, and then another walker joined in, and there were two walkers on top of her. And then luckily, Coop shot one of them with an arrow, and then Madison grabbed what she described as her new weapon on Talking Dead, uh, an extendable baton from, I guess, one of the guards. And she stabs the walker in the eye, um, the one that was on top of her. And By the way, Madison seems to like this the eye stabbing. I know, I know and- right? Yeah, and then she kills the other walker. Well, the other walker was dead from the arrow. She kills the walker with, with the uh, baton. And um, they show Troy, like you said. Troy looked like he just had an orgasm. Oh, my God. Was- I didn't want to say that, but I was. that is what I thought. That it looked like he just, you know. That's Can't what it say the word? 
uh, had, had an orgasm. <laughs> Don't make me say it. <laughs> Baby, I'll make you say it like 10 times in a row. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Strike that for the record. But then Troy says, did anyone time it? He wants to know how long it took. He's a maniac. He's crazy. He's and like, it was under a minute. It was like under a minute. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. He's crazy. Yeah. So Coop says to Madison, I take back what I said. Yeah. So now he, now he knows hashtag badass Madison. Hashtag don't F with Madison. Right. Uh, we go to the burnt out house. Uh, Nick is going through the house. He finds an old picture of Martha and Russell when they were young. Uh, he's sort of reminiscing and thinking about maybe life together with Luciana. Why did you think he was in the house? To me, it looked like he was just kind of curious or like, he. I think he was drawn to it. Like he wanted to be in there and almost, you know, as we see later, take care of it. Yeah, I, he's. I, I thought for for a minute he's just weird. Well, he is. He wanted to he wanted to look at the property of dead people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we cut back to Alicia and Jake half dressed. Best scene in the show. Alicia starts getting dressed. Damn it! Uh, <laughs> Jake has poetry books, and she clearly knows all about them. Um, she makes reference to the fact she knows what they are, and Jake offers her one. The name of the book, of course, is the name of the show episodes: Burning in Water, Drying in Flame. And she says, "I used to love art and poetry, but now what's the point?" She's got this whole morbid death thing. She like, was pretty cold. She's like, yeah, no thanks. Yeah, no. And I'm like, ooh. Uh, back to Nick. He's scrubbing the walls of the burned out house for some reason, and Jeremiah comes in. Um, Jeremiah, in this scene, again, shows a little more humanity. I really like this though, scene. Yeah. He, um, he tells Nick the house was there for hundreds of years. He lived there. Jake was born there. Yeah. And he talks about the history that the, the Native Americans owned it at one point. Um, Jeremiah finds the gun that Russell used to kill himself and, and Martha, and he looks at it and he says it's a work of art. And uh, Nick is like, ah, I don't really think it's art. Um, you know, I'm not really into guns. I don't get it, that kind of thing. And Jeremiah says every house needs a gun. He gave that gun to Russell and Martha when they first took the house. Yep. And they had, they had it over their door. And then Jeremiah totally analyzes Nick, figures him out in a minute, what his life's about, what he wants, who he is. Um he seems to have a knack for that, for, for breaking people down. The same way Madison does, the way she's doing to Troy. Oh, yeah. Well, he, Jeremiah oh. and Madison are similar, kind of, like, with that. Yeah. Well, plus, they used to be on, was it Deadwood together? Yeah. So they work together a lot, but, I mean, that has nothing to do with this episode, but uh, they obviously have a connection. Uh, we're back to the search party again. They go to where the helicopter crashed, and for some reason, it was dragged away. There's, I mean, they have it that why they would drag the helicopter away either because it was evidence or because they didn't want the eyesore on their land uh whoever at this point in the episode whoever dragged it away i mean geez how many uh, people would it take to drag that away uh probably two a whole helicopter i <laughs> uh, know it's got to be more than two. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah this is what happens when we're on the phone you don't see the dumb face I just... oh my god yeah <laughs> All right, so Troy says they need to track them down and find out who killed Charlie, the blonde girl. Yeah. And uh, I, I thought the walkers killed her, but I guess they meant, I guess he meant that ultimately they shot the helicopter down and that's why she died. Yeah, because she was, you know, they were on, on alert or looking out and then, you know, they got her. Unless they shot her with a bow and arrow or something quietly because we didn't hear her scream. That's true. We, we never did. And we talked about that one podcast that we didn't hear her make a sound of like, oh, my God, I'm being eaten or whatever. Right, so maybe they did kill her. Um, Madison then reminds them, and Travis. Like, don't forget they killed Travis. Yes. Who, by the way, in, in, in an upcoming scene, she again doesn't tell somebody that they killed her husband. She says, you killed one of mine. 
we'll get to that. But yeah, she did say that. They were married, right? They were married, right? Um, I don't think they ever were married yet. I think it was just her fiance. Oh, all right. I mean, they, right, were, well, they were certainly planning to get married. Okay. Well, it's been a long time now at this point. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Troy asks Madison if she's ready for what comes next, and Madison says, because she looks shaken, and she says it was hard seeing where it happened. And now, I mean, technically, that fell out of the helicopter while it was flying, so he didn't die anywhere near that helicopter. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, maybe the in, the Native Americans found him, splattered, and fixed him with, you know, ancient medicine. Well, I still feel like we're going to see Travis as a walker at some point. Well, I mean, you, you would, right, unless he smashed it. Exactly, because think about in the first episode, the first season of Walking Dead, Bicycle Girl. You know, she was, like, cut in half, even though she was cut in half. Yeah, she was still dragging her herself. Was, yeah, but her brain wasn't smashed. If Travis landed on his head, he wouldn't come back as a walker. Mm. I have a feeling we're going to see him. Because well, we didn't I, actually I, see a body. No, but I think it would be like Deanna, when Deanna was killed inside the bedroom um, in Alexandria. How, how, how the hell did she get out in the woods? Exactly. That, that, that's, I'm, I'm calling... I'm calling after the fact bullshit. I'm calling. <laughs> I'm calling several seasons ago bullshit. <laughs> I'm calling hindsight bullshit. <laughs> I thought that I'm like, first of all, they can't really do stairs unless she kind of fell down the stairs and then found her way out the door. I think she'd be trapped. Yeah, I'm not really sure what you know how she pulled that. And, and wouldn't the walkers have eaten her? There were like ten walkers. I know. I thought they would have just eaten her down to bones, but and then she ended up in the woods. So, so what do we think happened? One of them bit her in the... Oh, you know what? She had already been bit. So do we think she escaped? Oh, that's right. She had the bite mark. She was dying. They left her the gun. But still, how did she get downstairs? Right. (laughs) How did she get to the... I understand why she would have run to the woods so as not to hurt anybody. She wouldn't have made it past uh, that mob that was up the stairs. (laughs) Right. I mean, she had a gun, but I don't know if she had enough bullets for all those walkers. Well, remember she haphazardly kept shooting at the walkers when she should have shot herself. Clearly, she didn't. Yeah, right. She's no Russell. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so we digress. <laughs> we always digress. Always. <laughs> um, so, so, so Troy tells uh, Madison she can't mourn, and Madison says, did you mourn your mother? And Troy says, because she's playing that mother card, oh, and Troy cool. says, someone, someone is dead, they're dead. Very cold, like he doesn't care. Yeah. And Madison says, Madison says, this is a game to you? And Troy says, it's my calling. Dude's crazy. Psycho. He's crap. But again, he reminds me of Abraham, so I'm okay with it. I think Abraham was even more stable than Troy, though. <laughs> yes, Abraham was more stable. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, Daniel's taking a leak, and Strand is looking <laughs> the other way. Now, this is an interesting scene because, according to the actor that plays Strand on The Talking Dead, I think he said either this was Daniel's idea or, or he brought it up that we never see anyone going to the bathroom. Oh, yeah, you're right. And well, in now the we do. And in the zombie apocalypse, would you really care if anyone looked? Like, wouldn't wouldn't you just like just go? And I think I, there's I was, they're still kind of like newish in the apocalypse. Remember, it's only been like a month and a half, so maybe they're like not ready to like look at each other going yet. Yeah, I don't know. And and uh, you know, Strand was like, "What are you going to do? Go behind the building and, and do your business?" And I'm thinking, if you went behind the building and dropped your pants, you know, a walker would come out of nowhere and you'd be penguining around with your pants on. <laughs> Oh my god, I want to see that. I want is it wrong I want someone to go penguining around a building like with their pants down? <laughs> as long as it's Negan. Oh yeah. No, I'm not ready for him to go yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, anyway, so Daniel's taking a leak. Strand asks him how he escaped the fire. And Daniel in his religious morbid view of life says, "I have no home in heaven. Maybe the devil wants me down here with you." <laughs> that was a little aggressive. I'm like, "Oh boy, this mm. Yeah. 
So then he says, why did you leave the hotel? And Strand says, to make a deal with Dante. And Daniel says, always out for yourself. And then throws the keys at him. So one thing we learned in this episode is every time they stop, Daniel takes the keys. He doesn't trust Strand to have the keys. Yeah. He anyway, and out of disrespect, he didn't even throw them like, hey, catch. It was like literally on the, like it bounced off him, but he made him go on the ground. So he had to bend right, down and, and get it. Yeah. Like here, asshole. Here's y- yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Strand tells him, I'm a changed man. And Daniel with the gun on his lap says, that's good. Or else you know what will happen. So Daniel's prepared to kill him. Oh, so yeah. Strand says, you want, to, you want to kill me? Go ahead, kill me. He has like and a Daniel breakdown goes, moment. He's like, you want to do it? Just kill me now. I'm like, oh, my God. I knew he wasn't going to. No, because he needs Strand, he needs Strand he to be his driver. Um, back to Jeremiah and Nick in the burned out house. Jeremiah sees Luciana walking by and says, she'll be all right. Sorry about her. And Nick says, she thinks the monsters in here are worse than the monsters outside. Like, uh, you know, you just told the guy basically that she thinks you're evil. But I know. You know what? When he said that, I thought, ooh, I don't know if I would have said that to his face. Right. And then Nick, this is a scene from the coming attractions. Nick tells Jeremiah that they're on the same side now. The dead are outside. It's us yep. against them, right? And Jeremiah says, be nice if it were true. Uh, I kind of took that as, I hope it's true, right? As opposed to, it's not true, but it would be, it's a nice thing. Yeah, that's how I took it. And then he, you know, describes like how in a panic you go to your true nature, which is whatever side you're on. Yeah. He says, when we're in crisis, we regress to our own. Yeah. Nick, Nick thinks the racist comment and says, so she should go because she's brown? Yeah. yeah. Says, no. Like, no. <laughs> no. No, because she can't get right with what happened, meaning what with everybody. Yeah. Uh, and then he says, can you? Um, and then he talks about, you know, Nick kind of looks at him and he says, folks, you got to hit rock bottom before you can quit your demons. I couldn't quit drinking for my family, um, you know, and look where it got me. He says, your, mom, your, mama, your mama wants to stay and your lady wants to go. Which sounds like you know, the, the old song, Your Mama Don't Dance, Your Daddy Don't Rock and Roll. Um, <laughs> um, and then he says, what do you want to do? And then Nick doesn't really answer me. He says, so how did you quit drinking? And he says, I was hunting deer drunk and almost shot my dick off. Hashtag gunstration. <laughs> and then he told this horrible story and like kind of shows you how twisted up Troy is that when he was little, he would have these crying fits and, you know, the mom was a drunk, he was a drunk. And one day to shut him up, they locked him in the basement and got so drunk, they forgot about him until the next day. And and Jeremiah was like, he wasn't even mad. He was just like, sorry, daddy. Well, that's got to destroy a five year old. I mean, that kid is like now permanently effed up. Long term effects, I guess. No one uh, thinks about yeah, that. if you locked in the basement and forgotten about. Anyway, uh, we're back to the search party. They pull up to a farm. They pull their guns out, military assault style. There's blood spatter everywhere on the truck, on the walls. Um, Troy smells something, and he knows right away what it is because he's like, those bastards. Yeah. Uh, It's the burning bodies of the first search party. There's like six or eight of them laying in a heap on fire, like smoking like they've been on fire. And they look, and they see a man in a rocking chair on on a rock. I don't know, about 50, 60 yards away. At first, who did you think that was? I thought it was whoever the bad guy was. Okay, I couldn't tell. I'm like, God, who is that? Anyway, it's an old man. We learned his name is Phil McCarthy. Uh, He's mumbling a poem, and there's a raven on his shoulder. Now, did you know what was going on at that point? I did not know exactly what was happening that we would see a couple seconds later, but I knew something happened. I thought he was in shock or trauma because he was just mumbling this thing over and over. And it looked like the bird was pecking on him, and I'm like, oh, God, this does not look good. I, I, at that point, before it panned around, after a few seconds, I realized what must be happening. Oh. Because you'd only do that if your brain was damaged. 
Yeah. And in order for your brain to be damaged on TV, they have to show you his brain being damaged. And there'd be no other reason for the bird to be there because it's not his bird. Exactly. And uh, so the camera pans around, Ugh. and the, ra- the raven is eating his brain. He got scalped, so... Uh, clearly, a, you know, a Native American scalped them yeah. uh, and, and left them there. I don't think the plan was that a, that a, that a raven would land on his shoulder. <laughs> and start he, eating his brains. But he definitely scalped them and put them there. Um, it's, it's interesting. I know it's television, but it's interesting to me how you go out for a random search party and the people you're going to, to, to look for are already ready for you like they were expecting you as if they knew the day you were coming. That's true. They were. Die. So Madison takes a big knife and puts it in Phil's brain uh, to put him down and says, we need to go now. That part made me feel physically ill. She did it so slow, and the way it came out, I was like, it was so awesome but so horrifying at the same time. And it made that squishy sound. Oh, God. I had to look away. I really did. It was just, it wasn't a quick kill. It was like, I'm just going to put it in nice and slow and let you hear the squish sounds. Yeah, but the guy didn't know, so what are you going to do? Yeah, but... Um, then the Native American uh, that we've seen um, in the trailers, right? That said, you need to abandon the ranch. Um, he says, but you just got here. And he has armed men with him, a couple. Um, and he says, uh, I know McCarthy a long time. He took two of my men yesterday. And Troy tells him, I hope you know you're dead now. And he tells Troy to lower his weapon. He, he's surrounded. And uh, you look around and there's, there's Native Americans or, or his like people snipers. everywhere. And they're clearly surrounded. Uh, I'm going to call him, his name is Walker, by the way, that's his last name, which, again, is a nod, I guess, to the original show. Yeah. That they named the guy Walker. Um, my guess is, at some point, he'll be dead, and he'll be a Walker Walker. <laughs> Walker will be a Walker. Anyway, Madison tells Troy to give the order, because Troy's stunned, and he's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. So this, this is the first time, or one of the first times we see Madison bossing Troy around. Troy tells his people to disarm. The backstory of this, which we learned from Jake on Talking Dead, is that Walker and Jake were both lawyers in, in before the apocalypse, and they, they fought a couple of cases. So this guy is known to them. He probably sued to get the land back where the ranch is. Um, I guess at one point he tried to handle things before the apocalypse in a legal manner, and clearly in the apocalypse it's come down to a war, basically. No need for the courts. All anyway, is fair love and war. Yeah. He tells Troy, I'm going to take your guns, your trucks, your supplies. And then he tells him, take your boots off. Oh. Like, take, take my boots off? He's like, take your boots off. And uh, Troy says, my father's going to kill you. In the same way that Rick tells Negan, I'm going to kill you. It may not be That's today. It may not be tomorrow. But I will yeah. kill you. Yeah. Again, not the right time to get frozen uh, when you're, you know, unarmed and they have guns. And they just scalped your friend, so... Yeah, at this point, we're pretty... I know I had a theory that Ophelia shut the helicopter down, and I'm not saying she didn't, but are we pretty confident now that, that Walker and his people shut the helicopter down? That's how I took that. Okay. Um, so he tells them to abandon the ranch. Troy says that won't happen. Too much has been sacrificed. And uh, Walker says, you will or I'll feed every damn one of you to the Ravens. Oh, God. And Madison says, you know, you, uh, he goes, I want you to deliver the message. Uh, and so Madison says, you want your message delivered, we need water. Badass Madison. <laughs> I know. She just, just said it. I was like, oh. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Walker, somehow knowing that Madison isn't normally at the ranch, tells her she bought into a lost cause, meaning you just join these guys. I wouldn't I wouldn't be on their team so quickly. Yeah. Now, I don't know how he knows Madison's not from there unless he spent time at the ranch. 
or he's interacted with them enough to know everybody. He probably knew, knew who their main group was and that she was a new face. Yeah. Um, anyway, Madison says, it became my cause when you shot down that helicopter. You took someone of mine. So I guess, but he doesn't admit it or deny it. I guess we have to assume they shot down the helicopter. Yeah, it's you're not, right. He didn't really say anything. So I took that as, yeah, he did it. But who knows with the show, they could do a Jedi mind trick us. Yeah, but again, they dragged the helicopter away, so probably they shot it down. Uh, Jake comes to Alicia's door, and he says, I want to show you something. He takes it to a lake, a very pretty lake, where we later find out on Talking Dead that that's where Russell and Martha proposed or something, or they used to go. Um, anyway, it's a special lake that to them. And he says, "Here, there is beauty and hope, um, and, uh, and how, how she needs poetry in her life. And he tells her dad's philosophy about guns and protecting the land. And he's not really into that because he's, he's the black sheep of the family. Yeah, he, he goes, forth. you sound like my dad right now. Yeah. Anyway, Alicia stares into space. And at that point, I have to say, she looked just like Nick. They, they do, do look a little of... alike now. They, they do. Excellent casting. But the way she was, like, looking into space like a zombie, uh, no pun intended, yeah. <laughs> it, reminded me, it reminded me of Nick. Yeah. Um, back to Daniel and Strand. They're at the hotel. The gate is open. There's no guards. And Strand's like, that's not a good sign, man. The gate's open. There's no guards. And Daniel reverts back to his word. Drive! Uh, so they drive in, and the hotel is covered in blood. My guess is that the people they let in a couple of weeks ago either mutinied or um, opened the gate for more people to come in. And it looks like everybody's dead. There's blood everywhere. Something okay. it was sketchy AF. Something really bad went down. Yeah, because, I mean, were some of the people they let in evil? I just think something, they let them all in. It was too many people. And like you said, it was just like mayhem. And maybe some nut job of the group just went wild. But why would you do that if you could own the hotel and it was running and you could be safe? Because there's always and, a crazy I, in the group. <laughs> and how would you kill everyone if you could just run into a hotel room and lock the door? Like that, True. I guess I guess we might find out what happened. Well, the whole, you know, we only know that section. Who knows? There could be a couple sporadic people throughout the hotel, but that main part, you know, no one's there. And it was pitch right. dark. Anyway, Daniel asks where everybody is, and Strand tells him the truth, uh, that Ophelia ran off, mm. and everybody left. And uh, he rings the lobby bell, and the walkers start coming from all directions. And Daniel says, let's see you get out of this one. And he runs off and takes the car. Yeah. I mean, he, he didn't kill Strand, but he, he basically... He left, left him for Strand dead. Off. Yeah. So Strand's surrounded. He pushes him. He shoves him. Somehow, uh, he makes it outside. He picks up a mannequin or a statue. And he, and he kills a couple of walkers, and he's running for his life. He does um, make it outside because you see him watch Daniel drive off. So you know he's all right. Right. Or, right. or we don't. Maybe he was bit, and we did, just didn't see it. But I doubt it. No, no, Strand. No, they're not killing Strand so far. I don't think so. Not yet. Okay, so Nick takes Luciana to the burned house with her eyes closed. He's going to surprise her. She opens her eyes, and he's made a picnic for her. And he tells her the story about how the old couple met. And uh, she says, I know this story. And he says, Otto told me the story. She, the and look so on it, her face, she was not feeling that. Now, at first I thought, Okay, Nick is starting to get friendly with these people. Maybe Otto's not a bad guy after all. Maybe I'll stay. But then I thought, no, she's worried that Nick is getting too close. He's never going to leave. And Nick says, with work, this place would be great. We could live here. And she looks deep in thought, and then she kisses him. Yeah. Basically, she kissed him goodbye. Yep. 
absolutely. Back to the, uh, the search team. Their their feet hurt. They want to stop. Madison, because their, their feet are bloody at this point. They don't have any shoes on. Hard. They're, like, wrapped but, up. They're, like, soaked in blood. Ugh, yeah, Madison agrees they should stop. Troy says, let's keep going. And uh, Madison says, listen, you're leading by fear. A leader knows when to stop. And Troy pulls her aside and says, these are, these are my men. And she says, yours are your father's. You're so fixated on him. You want to be a mama's boy? She hated you. Even at the end when you cared for her and bathed her. She still didn't love you, did she? She is mind-effing the shit out of Troy. (laughs) Now, how how any of that has to do with stopping, um, you know, Madison feels like that's a good way to at least catch him off off guard. Let's let's poke the bear. Yeah, and then she mutinies him, and she says, who says we should rest up to the group? (laughs) And almost all of them raise their hands. (laughs) And then Troy realizes he's outnumbered. He says, we leave at first light, or I'll leave you for the wasted. So... Right, he says wasted. That's what he calls dead people. So they decide to stay, and while they're sleeping, Troy puts a knife to Madison's neck like he's going to kill her. Um, And she wakes up and she says, you're better than this. He storms off when he realizes maybe he is better than that. But what would you have said? If I were Madison? You know, you have to, like she always does, play into his psyche. And, like, I think what she said was the right thing. I don't know if I would have said that out of fear. (laughs) But she can't show him fear. Yeah, but, you know, she obviously thinks quicker than I would have. Me too. I, I wouldn't I, have been I, that I, fast with a knife to my neck. Yeah, I don't think I would have been like, oh, I know what to say. Yeah, I know. And what about that creeper that was just staring and then just rolled over? Like, nothing's just staring, watching the whole thing happen. He just rolled back over to sleep. Yeah, the other guy was like, yeah, typical Troy. Yeah, good night. <laughs> good night. Bye. So speaking of sleeping, uh, back to Nick. He wakes up in the middle of the night. Luciana is, of course, gone. She left a note. I'm sure the note said what we already thought she was going to say, which is, yeah, you clearly want to stay. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> bye, <I> Felicia. <laughs> yeah. or, and bye, Alicia. <laughs> the search party is still walking with bloody feet. Troy looks over at Madison. I, was his face like, I'm sorry? What do you think his face was when he looked over at Madison when they were walking? Well, A, he looked in agony. And B, I think, you know, she looked badass. Like, he looked hurt and, like, upset. And she just, like, kind of gave him a look like, get your shit together and let's keep going. Because she just had a stoic look on her face and showed no pain. She just kept going. And I think that look kind of pushed him along a little bit. Okay, I'll buy that. I'll buy that explanation. He looked in agony. And she showed no sign of anything. She just had this blank look like, let's keep going. And totally stoic. Uh, you throw the hashtag out. Hashtag stoic? <laughs> okay, or hashtag badass Madison. Or hashtag I, badass I, Madison. I, I cannot trust you to throw the hashtag out. No, don't, don't, don't trust me to throw a hashtag out. <laughs> Clearly, I can't be trusted. <laughs> no, you cannot be trusted. Uh, Luciana's by the border wall, so she's making a run for it. She's clearly going back to Mexico. Uh, now, here's another part where they, where they threw us a little bit. Alicia's standing on a cliff looking like she's going to jump off. Did you think she was getting suicidal at that point? I thought she was having a mental snap. And, of course, you couldn't see the lake at the bottom, so I thought, oh, God, what the hell's going through her head right now? And then first when she jumped, and then I was like, what? Because I can't imagine they would kill her off yet. And then you saw the water and you realized, but... yeah. But it, it, I think the point was to make us think she was killing herself. That's what it certainly looked like. I mean, because she jumped and you didn't see water. So what are we, what were we supposed to think initially, you know? Right. So she jumps in the lake and she's smiling. And then it looked like she cried, but she realized that she can be happy again. Yeah. So she's got a lake and she's got Jake. Lake and Jake. Lake and Jake. Good. Hashtag Lake and Jake. <laughs> Hashtag Jake him on the lake. Jake him on the lake. Yeah. 
Anyway, I thought this was a very touching scene. Nick's sitting alone in the house. Jeremiah comes in. He knows that he knows that Luciana has left. He also knows Nick chose to stay. He comes in with a gun. He leaves it with Nick, pats him on the shoulder, and walks off. I thought that was a nice but, scene, too. It was kind of like, you're all right, kid. You know, because he knows he's going to stay now. And he realizes, I think, he is really on his side. Yeah, and also, you know, it's like, this is your home. This is how I welcome you to a new home. He's already established that, that um, when, you know, you give a gun to somebody in a new house. So I thought that was very cool. Definitely insinuating, you know, that's going to be Nick's home. Yeah. You know, that that, uh, that specific okay. house, rather, when he fixes it up. Right. So it means they're going to be there a while. Yeah. Um, scenes from next week, the search party returns with their bloody feet. Uh, Alicia's trying to get Jake to fight uh, Walker and his people. Um, Gretchen tells Madison Jeremiah doesn't think it's safe there. Uh, I mean, I think that's what she's saying because she says, you know, he built this place and he doesn't think it's safe. I assume she means Jeremiah. Yeah. Um, Madison tells somebody if they leave, they'll die. Someone tells Troy, you know, calls him off and off fighting back. Troy punches the guy in the face. Clearly, Jeremiah is drinking again. Yeah. He's got a beer bottle in his his hand. Um, He was... Now, we see the first part of this scene on Talking Dead. So, if you didn't watch Talking Dead, I'm sure the trailer is up on YouTube. But he was talking about the first four people that formed the ranch. Yeah. And how two of them are dead at this point. And one is dead to me. And now, who was that? Who's dead to me? You know, I was trying to figure that out. I couldn't be his own kid. So I don't know who he's talking about because they're not dead. Clearly, they're just dead to him. But I was trying to figure that out, and I didn't. I was wondering if you knew who that was. No. So somebody that maybe we don't realize yet is either working with Walker, the uh, the Native American, because um, he's not on the ranch. He's not living there anymore. No. Probably. So somebody turned on them. Yeah, I think we're gonna find out later because I couldn't figure out. I don't think we know that person yet. Okay, so you picked up as well. Yes. Okay. And he clearly did uh, uh, hurt his hand. He had like his hand wrapped. I didn't. I didn't catch that. Oh, but yeah, anyway, his, anyway, yeah. Yeah. Go yeah. So um. So he's got. He so he's talking about how it, you know uh, it didn't turn out the way he wanted. His friends are dead. He's drunk and uh, he throws the table over. And he picks up his gun, and he starts walking towards Nick, and Nick's like, hey, hey! I know, he got crazy and started pointing it at Nick. I'm like, and then, of course, that's where they cut it off. So, obviously, Jeremiah's going to shoot, but not shoot Nick. At least that's the theory. Maybe somebody's Uh, to the other side of Nick that we're not seeing on camera yet. Who knows who came in? Yeah, or or he shoots Nick in the leg, and then everyone thinks that he shot Nick. Uh, out of anger, but yeah. we don't know. You know, it's one of those teasers. Yeah. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on Talking Dead because uh, we've been bouncing back and forth to what we learned. A couple of things I did want to point out in the in memoriam when they showed the jumpsuit prisoners getting killed. Oh, I loved that. The, the caption was "Orange is the new dead." Yeah. That was great. <laughs> um, we learned Jake is British. Uh, the three guests on the show were Sam Underwood, who plays Jake, Denali Garcia, who's played, who plays Luciana, and Snooky. And here's what I'll say about Snooky. Uh, yeah, first of all, stop with the Botox. Your lips look terrible. And she's, she's not a real color of a real human either. No. Um, I would also say don't ever have her on the show again. I would uh, have to agree I, with that. She's just, I can't, the voice, please stop. <laughs> she started every sentence with, um, I'm a fan. I'm so. like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like the biggest fan of The Walking Dead, so... Also, also could she declare one more time that she's a pervert? We got it. I think you said it three yeah. times. I'm a pervert, and I'm a fan, <laughs> and I got punched in the lips, so here's what I think. 
So by the third time she spoke, a fourth time, I had a 30-second skip ahead on my DVR. Oh. And I just skipped ahead 30 seconds. And whatever she said, I, I didn't It listen. was, uh, you didn't miss much. The only thing that was amusing a little bit was when she made Jake talk as Jake. Yeah, the sex scene, of, like, so was the sex good? And she's like, talk, improv, talk like Jake. I like that scene. But other than that, it was not needed. She was not needed. No. And, <laughs> I mean, if you're not desperate, if you're not desperate for guests on the show, they can have you and me on. Oh yeah, we should we should actually be on. My mom said that to me the other day. She goes, "Can't you guys just go there and be on?" I'm like, "Are you kidding me? I wish we should we should apply. Yeah, <laughs> we should write really in, <laughs> or at least sit in the audience." Yeah, that'd be fine. They, but they have to pay for us to fly out there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, all right. So, uh, so that's it. So next week looks like another great episode. Um. Our next episode of Walkers and Talkers will be a breakdown of season two, episodes one and two of Preacher. Yep. On our Preacher feature. Preacher feature. Uh, which uh, I'm going to give you a little spoiler. I loved it. It was, re- I, oh, and, and then they're doing, uh, what are they calling the Talking Dead Preacher thing? Talking Preacher. P- talking Preacher. That was it. I couldn't remember the name. So there's going to be Talking Preacher as well. Yeah. So much happened in episode one before the credits ever came up. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. The show is outrageous. I love it. Love it. Okay. So, uh, Fear the Walking Dead down. Uh, we record Preacher Feature tomorrow. Um, that's it. It's yeah. that time. What time is it? It's time, time to, to shut, shut that shit down. <laughs>